listening. This is Sabrina Marie, host of the Building Abundance Success Series. Our primetime mastermind that promotes empowered focus, decisive action, and inspired outcome. Our spotlight is on health and longevity. My guest is Dr. Heather Hasenblas. She's a nationally and internationally renowned physical activity and healthy aging expert. And her scientific work has appeared in popular publications, including O and People Magazine, Self, Shape, Fitness, Allure, Parade, Men and Women's Health Magazines. She's been honored with several awards and received recognition by the President of the International Olympic Committee for her research and achievements on healthy behaviors. In addition, Dr. Hasenblas is a principal investigator on two National Institute of Health research grants examining the effects of physical activity during pregnancy. Dr. Hasenblas is a media spokesperson for Rebody and Reservage Organics. To reach Dr. Hasenblas, go to her website, heatherhasenblas.com. Awesome information you can use. So let's get to it. Dr. Heather Hasenblas, uh, welcome to Building Abundant Success. How are you doing today? You know what? I'm very good, thank you. And thank you for having me on the show. Wonderful. We're we're talking about a very hot topic, youth and longevity. And I understand that you know a lot about this. Tell our listeners who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Well, actually, I'm originally from Canada, and I've been living down in Florida for the last 12 years. I'm an associate professor at the University of Florida, and I'm also a visiting professor at Jacksonville University, and I largely do research in psychological effects of aging and healthy aging and focusing really on physical activity and diet and supplements and how we can get the most out of our lives. Awesome. Timely topic, since that's in the news a lot lately. I wanted you to talk about aging in general and what we see and what we don't see in that whole aging process. You know, we're, you know, as a society, we're becoming a a much more aged society in the sense that we're living a lot longer than we did even a hundred years ago. You know, for example, the turn of the century, the 19, you know, 1900s, we were only living to less than, on average, you know, 50 years of age, and now we're approaching around 80 years of age. So, what, you know, what is happening is, you know, this quest now as we're getting older that we want to kind of maintain our youth, not only, you know, the vitality that we had when we were younger, but also how we also looked when we were, when we were younger. So now this whole aging and healthy aging is such a hot topic because as we're progressing getting older, we try to, or we really, really want to maintain our youth. Mm-hmm. And what are we seeing now in terms of, you said 80 years of age, we've even seen super seniors, people who are 100 and over. Right. And, you know, uh, I kind of wonder sometimes when we see people like that, they had a different upbringing and that they ate whole foods and wonderful things that really is unheard of these days in the majority. Uh, what do you say to that? You know, it, it's you know, it's different demographics as we you know, as we age and when I was growing up that's when, you know, fast food really, you know, took off and all the types of conveniences and I see now we're kinda of going back to the understanding, you know, that we need to eat better eat the whole food, try to do less, you know, processed food, eat more greens because this is really what is best for us. So I think we're beginning to, you know, understand that what we're putting in our bodies is really affecting, you know, how we're aging. 
I've heard the term free radicals ever since I was a kid. I used to study nutrition and go in the library at school and look up these books, and they started talking about free radicals. And uh, then uh, later on, I heard about inflammation and an oxidative stress and glycation and stress. All these play a part in what we know as outward and inward aging. You know what? It's right. And most people have heard of free radicals. They're really not sure exactly what they are. They've mm-hmm. heard of antioxidants. And sometimes it can get, you know, get a little confusing. But basically what's happening as we're, you know, as we're getting older, our ability, you know, within our bodies to kind of fight what we, we call, you know, free radical damage, which is just really a product of us getting, getting older. Um, our body kind of slows down. So that's why we want to make sure as we're getting, you know, as we're, we're aging that we are either eating or potentially taking supplements that are co- going to combat this free radical damage within our body because it's really implemented in all of what I, what we call, you know, the diseases, the diseases of aging. Whether you're really eating, you know, the whole foods and eating lots of fruits and vegetables or, you know, potentially taking, you know, these, um, Superfoods or superfruits or even supplements that contain a lot of um, this antioxidant power, which hopefully will, you know, reduce or eliminate some of the free radical damage within the body, then will slow down kind of the whole aging process. You mentioned um, antioxidants, and we hear about those when they advertise things on television, etc. Tell the audience how important the antioxidative things are for our bodies, and, and can you give us some examples? You know what? Extremely important because an antioxidant, basically what it's doing is it's kind of combating or reducing that free radical damage within the body. And there are certain foods that do contain kind of more antioxidant power in a sense than others. You know, we turn to, you know, foods, let's say, like, you know, blueberries and apples you know, a lot of those green types of, you know, you know, foods that we, um, that we eat really have a lot of high antioxidant power. Um, unfortunately, a lot of people don't eat th- those types of, those types of foods, so people may turn to supplements. There are a lot of supplements now that will be very high in, you know, antioxidant power, and certain foods contain more antioxidants than others. Okay, the antioxidants say, and you've mentioned um, our fruits and our vegetables, we hear a lot about uh, juicing and people going into this green movement and doing the juicing, and they're hoping to alkalinize their body, uh, I guess, at the beginning of the day. How healthful is something like that? You know what, I think it's very healthy, and I think, you know, if you are, you know, if you are juicing or if you have a blender and you're putting in, you know, your fruits and your vegetables and, you, and you're drinking it, it's a great way to get it, very convenient for a lot of people who are who are on the, um, you know, on the go, and if you enjoy um, enjoy that, I think it's a great kind of alternative to eating, you know, let's say fruits and vegetables, so it's becoming more and more popular, whether you're, you're having, you know, a juice or, you know, a fruit smoothie, it's a great way to get a lot of, you know, the great, you know, vitamins and minerals and antioxidants that we find within our within our foods. Now, in our body, um, you know, everybody's worried about what we look like outwardly, and we're talking about the aging process. Some of uh, what we do every day that we may think is helpful to us may be actually uh, aging us. Can you talk a little bit about that since you've mentioned, you know, the antioxidants? 
what are some of the things that are, are, are aging us inwardly? Oh, my goodness, you know, the, the free radical damage. You know, and what I say to people is how you look externally, you know, what people actually see really reflects how healthy you are on the inside. Mm-hmm. So if you're following a very, you know, kind of healthy lifestyle and eating, you know, a lot of fruits and vegetables and foods with a lot of antioxidants, you know, potentially supplementing, you know, as well and exercising, limiting, you know, the amount of sun exposure, then outwardly you're going to also have a very, you know, healthy and a more youthful, youthful appearance. And I call this kind of, you know, the beauty, you know, beauty from within and really how healthy you are on the inside is going to be reflected, you know, in your skin health. For example, and how how healthy your nails are going to appear, and how healthy your skin is going to appear, and your and your hair as well. People put on a lot of the creams and whatnot. Uh, they they think it's a topical thing that we do when uh, everything we do to our body, uh, whether we slather something on or whether we uh, ingest something internally, affects us. I wanted you to talk about glycation. Glycation um, is a word uh, that uh, means the excess of, uh, I guess, sugars that react in the body. How can that uh, age us? You know, if you're eating a lot of any type of food that is, you know, processed and very high in, you know, high in sugar, it's just not, you know, natural. And it's going to really kind of accelerate you know, the aging process, increase, you know, free radical damage, you know, within the body. So outwardly, you know, you're going to potentially look older than you're actually your biological, than your biological age. So it's really important, you know, that you take a look at what you're eating and try to reduce, you know, the um the processed types of foods and the high sugary foods that people are people are eating. I know a lot of times people will say to me, you know, I've heard that the chocolate is really good for me. Um, it's, you know, it's a superfood and has a lot of, you know, health benefits. And I always say to people, it depends on the type of chocolate, you know, that you're eating. You have to realize that, you know, dark chocolate can be healthy, but you have to realize also that you you can be getting, you know, the sugars and the excess calories as well associated with that. Now, this is an interesting topic. You talk about the, you know, uh, complex carbohydrates and or the processed foods, which people may not understand. Um, there's also foods that turn to sugar within the body. Can you explain how many of these call them frankenfoods <laughs> that are in the middle aisles of the grocery store, how they affect us because many people may not understand. Uh, they think sugar, they just think a candy bar or soda or something like that. But what about breads, you know, the pastas and other things that people just don't think about that can turn to sugar? You know what, that's a great point, and I love the, the frankenfood um, phrasing. I think that's great. And what I, what I try to tell, um, tell people is try to go back to, you know, 100, 200, 300 years ago and how we ate, you know, the whole food. And I say anything in a box or potentially anything in a can is probably going to contain things that are not that healthy for you. And I try to keep it simplistic, you know. For, for people so that they don't need to read, you know, all the ingredients. But I say if you're looking at like a package in a store, whether it's crackers or cereal, and if you're reading the ingredients and most of the things you can't pronounce or don't know what they, what they are, then it's probably not good for you and probably not something that you should actually be eating. So what I recommend to people is look for products that are, that are all natural. Potentially, you know, 
organic as well because that tends to be better better for us as well. Um, you know, in the whole grains, you know, when you go to get, um, whether it's your pasta, for example, or your bread, try to get, you know, the, the whole grain, the brown bread. It's so much better for you than, than the white. And it's kind of a process because people, you know, if they're used to eating, you know, the, the typical white pasta and then they go to eat, you know, the whole grain pasta, it's a bit of a change. But I tell people, you know what, give it a little bit of time and you'll get used to it. I've even had my kids now after they've tried it a few times. Now they're used to it and they really like it. But it does take a little bit of time and it's just so much better for you. Physical activity. You mentioned uh, go back to what we were doing two or three hundred years ago. I would guess that uh, if we were alive back then, we'd be getting at least 90% more physical activity than anyone gets today. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know what? You're, you're, you're so right, and I'm such an advocate, and the science just shows that we need to. We need to move more. It just has such a positive impact on just about everything you know, every system in our body, whether it's physical, psychological, you know, social, just so important for our health, most people are not moving even close to enough. And I try to tell people, you know, if you don't like going to the gym or don't like going out for a run, just do something that you enjoy. It doesn't have to take a huge amount of your day. You know, if you want to go out for, you know, a 10-minute walk in the morning, if that's what you enjoy, do that or take the stairs instead of taking, you know, the, the escalator or the the elevator. So there's little things that you can do, you know, during the day. I tell people, you're sitting at a desk all day long, you know, every hour, like, get up and just go for a little walk. All it has to do is about, be about one minute long. And over the course of, you know, the week and the year, that can have really, really great health benefits for people. I wanted to know, uh, through the years and through the decades, uh, the type of exercising uh, that we need to be doing um, some people say cardio, some people say low low impact, um, some people uh, have a certain way of telling us how we need to exercise. You say just find something we like to do. What do you believe in, in terms of the cardio and other things? Do we really need to have our heart rates at a certain pace and whatnot to see the benefits of physical activity? You know, it does need to get up to, you know, a certain point. But what I say to people, and it can get so confusing if you've got mm-hmm. to, you know, take your heart rate and monitor, you know, all this type of stuff. It becomes overwhelming for people. And what the research is showing us is we just need to move. And if it's just a light walk that you can that you can do or stand up from your desk and do a little bit, then that's better than nothing. That's better than just lying all day, you know, all day long. Um, you know, if you can do a brisk walk, so you're getting your heart rate up there a little bit. Um, and you can still talk to somebody, let's say if you're, you know, walking with, with a friend. Then that is, you know, that is good enough. Although if you went out for a run, that would probably be a little bit better um, for you kind of health-wise. So most of the research has been done on the, you know, the cardiovascular, so that aerobic type of activity. But we're now finding, you know, that doing, you know, weight training or resistance training and, you know, stretching and yoga is really important as well for, for our overall health. So what I say to people 
you know, we have all this science behind it, but if people aren't going to do it, then it really doesn't matter. So I tell people, find something that you like, that you enjoy, whether it's outside, inside, everybody has a different type of, different type of preference, and just get up and, and move. Um, and it doesn't need to be going to the gym and lifting like heavy weights if that's not what you enjoy doing. Just getting outside, because if you're outside, then people tend to be more active than, than when they're actually inside. So these these little things that people can do over the course of the day and the week that relate to more physical activity and things that they actually enjoy doing. The passages of time, especially here in America, for most people, uh, they, they will either have or have a loved one go through the five top um, health issues starting with heart disease, joint disease, whether it be arthritis, diabetes, obesity, etc. I wanted you to talk about inflammation. We keep hearing inflammation, 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 and it's indicated in all of these. Since you know a little bit about this aging, uh, can you talk about from head to toe, whether it be our brain, heart, joints, blood sugar, um, what is inflammation and how does this affect the top five killers in America? You know, we kind of say that inflammation is kind of the start of most of, um, you know, most of what we say, you know, our diseases of aging, as you've talked about, you know, the heart disease, potentially, you know, stroke, diabetes is so much, you know, on the, on the rise. And it's, you know what, it's very complex, but if, you know, if you're in a state, you know, of kind of chronic inflammation, your body, in a sense, is really in what I kind of classify as, you know, overdrive, and you're getting, you know, too much Going through, going through your body and this chronic inflammation, this prolonged inflammation really leads to a regressive shift in, you know, the types of cells and our body is made up of, you know, millions and billions of, of cells. Um, and what will happen then is your body will begin to kind of, kind of in a sense, you know, self-destruct and your body will not be able to, to heal, you know, heal itself. So there are many things that we can do to try to reduce, you know, this, you know, acute inflammation as well as kind of that chronic inflammation, which is related to a lot of the, um, you know, the types of conditions that you um, that you mentioned. One obviously is eating healthy. Another is exercising and trying to be physically active, or also reduce the time that you spend being sedentary. It's really interesting now that this new line of research is showing that not only do you need to get up and be physically active, but we also need to just reduce the amount of time that we spend being sedentary or just sitting. So I try to tell people, you know what, maybe stand up if you have that option as opposed to sitting because it's better for you. Um, you know, if you're talking on a cell phone or talking on your phone, stand up when you're when you're doing it. Um, and these little things throughout the day can kind of reduce the damage that we're seeing in our bodies by being sedentary and, you know, not eating the way that we should be. In terms of supplementation, we hear a lot about superfoods. We hear about the chocolate, resveratrol, carnosine, you name it, um, herbs. Can you tell us some of your favorites and some of the research that's backing some of the products that are out there today for us? Right. I have, a, you know, um, as far as research, you know, it's, it's really quite amazing how, you know, the research is advanced in trying to understand, you know, supplements and, and antioxidants. And the two that come to mind that I think have a, an amazing amount of research showing a lot of health benefits are resveratrol as well as 
well as cocoa. And a lot of people have heard of resveratrol, and if they haven't, they've heard of, you know, red wine potentially being being healthy for them. And it is in the sense that there's an uh, ingredient, it's a polyphenol that is found within the red wine that's called resveratrol. And this is a naturally occurring antioxidant, and I t- try to take a look at it as really one of these super-powered, you know, antioxidants. And it's found in the red grapes, you know, also blueberries, chocolates, and peanuts, and other plant sources. But um, it's thought to serve as an explanation for the French paradox. And the French paradox is the idea or the notion that the French people display remarkable cardiovascular health. So they're really healthy cardiovascularly compared to Americans, despite really eating a diet rich in, you know, fatty foods. We associate the French with, you know, eating the cheese and the pastries. But And they're also known to um, drink quite a bit of red wine. Well, over time, you know, numerous scientific studies have found that resveratrol, which is found in high dose or higher doses within red wine, really has a lot of health benefits. It's known as a superpower antioxidant, known to have like anti-aging, um, anti-aging effects. Now, people will say to me, well, how much red wine do I need to, need to drink to get, you know, all the health benefits of the resveratrol? And it really is, you know, Sometimes I would say, well, what you could get within a supplement form, you would need to drink, you know, hundreds if not thousands of glasses of red wine, which obviously I wouldn't recommend for recommend for anybody. So supplements that, um, you know, have resveratrol, potentially an organic-based resveratrol, the trans-resveratrol, um, and kind of has that whole food, you know, polyphenol blend, I think is a great kind of anti-aging health regimen for individuals. Wow. Um, so resveratrol, chocolate. What are the studies with the chocolate? Chocolate. Well, most people like chocolate <laughs> um, and really enjoy it. Me being, you know, um, one of the individuals as well that really enjoys chocolate. And what is happening and what the research is showing us is that cocoa, and that's where, you know, we, we get the chocolate from, cocoa is loaded with compounds called flavonoids which seem to be responsible for most of really this tasty treat's health benefits. Now, in plants, flavanols provide important protection from free radicals, so we're coming back to those free radicals, so those substances that really can damage the cells within our body. And when we consume foods that are rich in these flavanols, we get a lot of the same, you know, health benefits. And cocoa contains a very important flavanol called flavanols that prevent fat-like substances in the bloodstream from kind of clumping together and clogging the arteries. So here we're coming back to inflammation and, you know, heart health. So when you reduce the blood's ability to clot, then you're also going to reduce the risk of heart attack and stroke. So the flavanols that are found in cocoa also help the body create more of this substance um, that really helps us, you know, from a heart health type of standpoint. So people will say, well, this is great. I can eat a lot of a lot of chocolate. And I tell people, you know what, you need to be aware of what type of chocolate you're eating. Um, milk chocolate really does not have a lot of the heart health benefits or the overall health benefits. Dark chocolate is better, obviously, because it contains more of the flavanols. It's less processed. But I tell people, you know, if you don't want to get, you know, all the added calories and the sugar associated with eating, you know, the chocolate, there are now a really, you know, kind of fascinating and really innovative supplements now, these cocoa well supplements that contain um, very high doses of the flavanol. So you're getting all of these benefits, all of these 
heart health, you know, skin health types of benefits without the added calories and, and you know, the sugar associated with it. Hmm. Now, Cocoa Well does have its own line here. I'm looking at the maximum potency organic cocoa with the uh, pure plant flavanols. And we have green tea in there and we have many other things. Can you talk about green tea? What does that do and what does the, you know, research say? Gosh, green tea, you know, if I can recommend, you know, Water, you know, drinking water is so great for us, um, you know, but green tea just seems to have so many health benefits. And, you know, almost weekly we see, you know, studies coming out showing some type of health benefit associated with um, with green tea. And taking a supplement that has green tea, whether, you know, it's a weight loss effect or the antioxidant effects associated with it. So whether you're drinking your green tea or getting it from a, a supplement such as, you know, the cocoa well, which also contains the green tea, then you're going to be getting, you know, more of these antioxidant, anti-aging, anti-inflammatory, you know, health benefits um, associated with it. So, you know, the cocoa well products, you know, contain the flavanols and the antioxidants, you know, and kind of are infused with, you know, the, the powers of green tea as being this health food for us. Wow. Now, you can't mention um, the cocoa well or any of these antioxidants without talking about their effects outwardly. Women want to know how to keep their skin <laughs> supple and smooth and hair full and whatnot. What are some of the things that we can do internally for that? You know, we're, we're, we're very much, you know, a, a society that, you know, is image-based and, you know, we... When we, when we see somebody, you know, we very quickly size them up. So, you know, if most people do, you know, if you ask them, they do want to look good and they would like to have a youthful, youthful appearance. And there are, you know, additional things that people can do um, to try to improve, you know, their overall, you know, outward kind of appearance, kind of this beauty from within. And what I recommend to, to people, you know, there are certain types of, um, you know, putting creams and topical creams can, you know, help but it's really not tackling the main image of why we're, you know, why we're aging. So, and this is why I rep- recommend, you know, supplements and this beauty from, from, you know, from within. And it's really interesting that, you know, a study a while back found that cocoa, so the cocoa flavanols actually had skin health, you know, effects. Wow. Um, and we know that skin damage can occur from many factors, you know, including and largely, you know, the sun exposure. You know, exposure to the UV radiation is really a very common cause for accelerated skin aging. And this study found that by taking, you know, high doses of the cocoa, you know, this cocoa, which has a lot of the, the flavanols, was having skin health benefits in women, reducing, you know, the negative effects that we see from, you know, sun damage and improving overall, you know, skin appearance and reducing the fine lines and wrinkles. And I think from, you know, a health standpoint, it's really exciting to see that you can, you know, take something such as cocoa within potentially a supplement form because you don't want to be eating that much, you know, let's say dark chocolate a day, and it's going to have these health effects that are going to outwardly affect your your appearance so that you're going to look more youthful. How important is collagen and keratin in uh, our overall health and well-being? You know what? They both play, you know, a really vital role in our skin health. And 
we classify both the collagen and the keratin as beauty proteins. And collagen is the most abundant protein found in our skin. So it really plays a huge role in, you know, our overall skin, overall skin health. And unfortunately, as we age, you know, our collagen production begins to slow down. Really about around the time we hit about 20, 25, then our collagen production begins to slow down. So what happens is it's really reducing kind of the, the moisture within the skin and then eventually what begins to happen is you begin to see kind of the, you know, the fine lines, you know, and the wrinkles. And I try to, you know, tell people that, you know, collagen, it's a very abundant beauty protein. And if you think about um, it as being really a foundational layer, and I tell people, you know, think of a bad foundation for a home. If you have a bad foundation for a home, then the home is going to begin to, you know, sag. And this is really what's happening with our skin. So as we begin to lose the collagen um, production as we age, then what happens, our skin begins to kind of get that sunken kind of look, you know, and then we get kind of the fine lines and the wrinkles. So a lot of people are looking for ways to try to increase the collagen, you know, within within their skin, within their bodies, so that they can have that more youthful, youthful appearance. And there really are, um, you know, some great ways that people can actually try to increase the, the collagen to get a more youthful, youthful appearance. And there are some great supplements out there that people can take to, um, that are clinically proven actually to reduce, you know, fine lines and wrinkles and improve, you know, the moisture within the skin to give that more youthful appearance. I wanted you to talk about uh, the skin and something that people really discount in the aging process, smoking. <laughs> we oh, can gosh. do all this wonderful stuff. And people think, oh, well, I'll just go get a nip and tuck and whatnot. But even with those nips and tucks, it seems like people who smoke age differently than people oh who Oh, my don't. gosh. They just, you know what, they just age so much faster. And you can just, you know, tell even if, you know, someone who's a smoker and they're not smoking, you can just look at them and know that they're a smoker. Their skin just seems to be you know, kind of that accelerated, you know, aging process where they have more wrinkles, you know, more fine lines, potentially more of that yellowy type of skin because smoking just causes so much, in a sense, you know, free radical damage, you know, within the within the body. So it's one of those things that really kind of stands out as a, a type of behavior that if people were able to, you know, stop smoking or reduce the amount that they're smoking, would have this amazing effect not only, you know, physically, you know, with inside their body, but also outwardly, you know, how they're how they're looking. And if it was easy for people to, you know, obviously to quit smoking, then, you know, they would, but it's that's definitely a challenge. But it really, really appears within not only like, you know, let's say the the face which we tend to focus on, but also, you know, you look at the their the hands of a smoker and they look so much older you know, than their actual, you know, their actual biological age. So these types of individuals that smoke would be really prime candidates to potentially try to supplement to reduce that free radical damage within their bodies and, you know, to try to improve their overall, you know, outward appearance and health. Smoking is very, very visible around the mouth, especially for women. Oh, my uh, gosh, Seeing yeah. people who get the nips and tucks, 
but you, it doesn't. It, it, what gives it away is that you really cannot get in that area to get rid of those creases. You know what? You can't. And you know, you you can do the cosmetic surgery, and it's. I, I tell people, you know, what it's a temporary fix. Whether it's you know Botox, where you you know you continually have to go back and go back and do. I say you really need to get at the heart of the problem as to why you're aging. If it's potentially smoking, then try to figure out or get on a health regimen, you know, to try to reduce that. We know that individuals who exercise are going to be healthier and look healthier and look younger than individuals who um, who do who do not. And, you know, really coming down to, you know, what you're eating and the supplements, whether you're taking, you know, a really great, you know, resveratrol supplement or a cocoa well supplement to try to reduce you know, the free radical damage that we have within our body. So outwardly, we look younger and more youthful. Another area of, um, uh, I guess, super youth is uh, the mouth, the gums, the teeth. And, um, you know, what goes on in a healthy gum system? Because, I mean, you've seen people who've lost, uh, unfortunately, their, their, you know, teeth. You cannot look youthful without a good jawline. You know, and that's really, you know, when we, you know, when you look at somebody, you're really drawn to someone's face and their smile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, teeth play a huge role. And if you're not eating healthy, and obviously, you know, brushing and flossing, all that com- comes along with it, it's going to be reflected mm-hmm. overall, you know, within your teeth, you know, how yellow they are. Obviously, we know the people who smoke their teeth, it really, it's really reflected in the teeth and the yellow teeth and, you know, in the lips and as you've mentioned, you know, the fine lines that are going around, you know, around the, you know, around the lips. So, you know, if you're really playing, you know, and want to have that youthful appearance, it really comes down to really watching what you eat and I can't stress this enough, you know, the, the exercise and really getting great supplements, you know, whether it's the cocoa well types of supplements out there that have those high-powered cocoa flavanols with all the health benefits of, you know, the organic resveratrol kind of whole food blend, you know, reservage types of um, resveratrol that are out there to really try to combat, you know, the... Um, the kind of the damage in a sense that we do to our bodies as we uh, as we get older. CoQ10 is a naturally occurring compound that plays a major role in kind of cellular energy production. We're made up of cells, so whenever we're talking about, you know, something that plays a major role in cellular energy production, we really want to listen to it. So it's found in every cell, you know, of our body. Now, CoQ10 is one of the most important compounds for maintaining really the proper function of our heart, and we all know the importance of, you know, heart health. So, unfortunately, CoQ10 levels decrease with age, and research has shown that cholesterol-lowering drugs, you know, known as statins, can actually decrease our body's supply of CoQ10. So, supplementing with CoQ10 will help replenish healthy levels of this critical nutrient. So what I recommend to people, really, once you kind of hit that age of like 40 and beyond, you really want to, you know, take a close look at your diet. And, you know, it's really important to potentially be supplementing, you know, with um, a CoQ10 supplement. And if you can get, you know, a supplement that not only contains CoQ10, but potentially an extra, you know, kind of super-powered, you know, food or antioxidant like cocoa or resveratrol, then you're going to be getting even more anti-aging power for you. So I really recommend that for for people. You know, and people often will hear about, you know, keratin 
And a lot of people say, well, keratin, isn't that supposed to potentially, you know, straighten my hair? And I tell people, you know, um, there are some supplements out there that, you know, like a keratin um, booster, you know, also potentially containing, you know, the resveratrol. And keratin is another one of those beauty proteins that's found naturally in our bodies. And what it does is it aids in, you know, protecting and repairing, you know, the damage from our that occurs with our hair, nails, and skin. And keratin booster in particular contains a really interesting um, keratin, source of keratin that's going to improve, you know, the strength, the shine, and the brightness of hair. It's actually clinically proven to do this as well as to reduce hair loss. And as we, you know, as we age and, you know, our hair really plays a key kind of role in how we look and kind of that beauty from, beauty from within. So that's another kind of great, you know, beauty protein that I recommend for people that really want to try to improve, you know, reduce hair loss, improve kind of that shine and the strength of their, their hair and also their skin and their, their skin and their nails. So it kind of gives that added, you know, added boost and a lot of people will come to me and say you know I need to lose weight and weight loss um, because we're a society that is obviously extremely overweight with most people now um, here in America either being overweight or obese and people will say gosh I go into like a health store and I'm just bombarded with all of these weight loss products I just don't know what to what to choose and I'll often tell people you know go back to you know all natural you know, and and that I think is really you know the um, the best things that we can that we can do. And I point to people who tell me that they have a difficult time, you know, losing weight because they snack a lot. And this tends to be a reason why a lot of people either cannot lose weight or are putting on weight is because they are constantly snacking. And when people snack, it tends to not be you know unfortunately the broccoli and the carrots that they're snacking, it's kind of those, you know, calorie-dense types of foods, you know, chips, for example, you know, the chocolates. And it's interesting that saffron, which is a spice that some people know and that they will um, cook with, is actually um, found to actually reduce people's, you know, desires and needs to snack. Really? Yeah, it's very, very interesting. So what I tell people is look for, you know, a supplement that contains saffron, in particular a type of saffron called saturayal, and it is clinically proven to reduce people's desire to snack, so they're not surprisingly, they're not snacking as much, and then they're actually losing weight over time. And what I like about this is that it's all natural. So there's no negative effects by, you know, by taking it because you're really just getting kind of a high dose of the natural, you know, spice that that is out there. So when I have people come to me and say, you know what, I really have these cravings and this desire to snack, and then I tell them, you know, the, the saffron, you know, the satirial saffron in particular is a great way, whether you take it, you know, in a capsule form like a hunger cap or, you know, you can get it in a chew form and even now in a gum, you know, format. It's a great way for people to try to reduce their desires and the needs to snack. Wow. Now, in terms of weight loss, um, you're, you're telling us, of course, we need to exercise and then, of course, the snack and you're saying people, you know, eat as, uh, I guess, a medication. I wanted to know in terms of favorite snacks that um, have healthful benefits um, that we can take along uh, during the day, um, you know, between meals. What would you suggest that be? 
you know, I tell people, you know, you need to be strategic and you need to plan ahead and keep things, you know, with you because typically mm-hmm. when you get hungry, either you're driving or you're in the office or you're someplace where you're not at home to right. kind of get that healthy foods. You know, I think, you know, grab an apple or, you know, grapes. Um, you know, nuts, for example, are really great that you can keep within your purse or, um, you know, on your, you know, at your desk or in your car and they're not really necessarily going to go um going to go bad. There's also really now some exciting types of chews that are out there that you can keep with you that will not go bad. Like, for example, there are saffron chews that are available, you know, called oh. Hunger hunger Chew. And it kind of tastes, I tell people, you know what, it's, it's about the size and the shape, you know, of a, let's say a Starburst. And you can keep it in, you know, in your car or with you at all times or even in your pocket. And when you have this desire or this need to snack... Um, it's a great way for people to take, you know, this hunger cap because you actually are eating it. It tastes really good. It's kind of sweet. And I think the chewing as well ha- plays a big role because people feel that they're eating a little bit of something. It is sweet. It's kind of combating, you know, that desire and that need to need to snack. And then when you should get that saffron within your within your system, then it's going to begin very quickly to reduce your your desire to to snack and eat those typically those types of unhealthy foods. Wow. Sounds exciting. And I want to get back to um, one of the products that helps with uh, water retention. And, uh, you know, when we're on our feet all day, (laughs) ripping and running, there are some people who actually retain water. What is that about? What can we do about it? You know, typically, you know, when people retain, you know, water, it could be, you know, a hereditary process. Oftentimes it's related to, you know, maybe eating too much, you know, salt or sugary types of, you know, sugary types of foods that are out there. And oftentimes, you know, when people are retaining, you know, and, you know, too much water, it's really reflected and comes down within, you know, leg health. And, you know, that's when you begin to potentially see, you know, the varicose veins and the spider veins. And not only, um, you know, are they, in a sense, unsightly because it's not something that people really want um, on themselves, but they can also be um, also be painful. And we know that antioxidants, you know, that are powered with resveratrol as well as, you know, other potent types of um, ingredients like grapeseed extract and this um, ingredient known as diosmin can actually promote circulation and oxygenation and kind of reduce, you know, the fine lines in the spider and the varicose veins that we um, get and really support and maintain kind of that vein structure and have, you know, kind of those healthy types of legs, you know, kind of more defined and not heavy and more shapely and a product such as Beautiful Legs, which contains the resveratrol as well as the diosmin. Cool. Cool. And, um... One thing that I can't let you leave here without talking about is the sun. People seem to think that uh, we need to slather on these sunscreens, and then on the opposite side, people say, oh, well, you need to have a certain amount of sun, and then you hear about the vitamin D loss. Can you talk about this? Gosh, I know. You know what? It gets confusing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, growing up in, in Canada where we tend not to have as much sun, and then I moved down to Florida, it really was a big eye-opener Um for me, and I, you know, it's part of my daily regimen that I do put like a sunscreen. I tend to just put it, you know, for the most part, I always put it on my, you know, on my on my face. But people don't realize that there are foods that you can eat and supplements that you can take that can reduce, 
you know, the UV and the sun damage that we um, that we see. You know, in particular, you know, it's very interesting that the copoflavanols have been found within, you know, the cocoa oil products to actually protect the skin from sun damage and improve, you know, the blood circulation, which is going to result in decreasing skin roughness and and scaling. So what I say to people, you know, obviously, you know, putting on a sunscreen is important, but take a look at what you're eating and the supplements that you're cont- that you're taking because these can play a really important role as well within your skin health and protecting yourself from sun damage. Wow. So you think that it's uh, good to have sun in moderation? Oh, you know what? I'm... a big, big advocate of getting outside. Um, I think it's just so important for us. But you do, you know, if you are outside, you do need to be aware um, and, you know, protect yourself from the skin. You know, wear a hat and put some sunscreen on. And um, But also, you know, be aware of what you're eating and supplements that you are taking that can also, you know, kind of negate kind of the negative effects of, you know, being outside and the, the UV and the sun damage like, you know, cocoa well, for example. Wonderful. Anything else we need to know in terms of helping our and extending our health, wellness, and beauty? You know, I think, you know, an important thing that I would just like to, you know, lastly mention is when we're talking about, you know, weight and weight loss, and it's really important for people to know that not all, in a sense, fat on our body is created equal. And there's a type of, you know, fat on our bodies that people really need to be aware of. If you're carrying kind of a lot of that belly fat, Mm-hmm. That is really known to be the most detrimental type of, you know, fat on our body. So this really is not that, you know, fat that you can pinch all over your body. It's kind of that deeper fat. When you have that belly fat, what's happening is it's kind of that fat that's deeper within our bodies, closer to your vital organs, and it's really secreting kind of a lot of negative types of hormones within our body. So I really recommend to people who have... um you know, too much belly fat, and it's very difficult, you know, to, to to target that belly fat. But there's very interesting, you know, research that has come out from Ohio State showing that taking a high linoleic safflower oil, you just, and this is kind of an essential oil or essential fatty acid that needs within our bodies can actually target it. It's clinically proven to target that belly fat, and it's found within, you know, um, the Slim oils that we see out there can actually target that belly fat. So I think that's really important for people to know that there actually are supplements out there that can help with reducing belly fat, in particular high linoleic safflower oil that we see within Sapslin. Yeah, and I've uh, actually tasted uh, one of their flavors Awesome stuff. <laughs> you know what? It, 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 one of their flavors is one an international taste award. It comes in three really great tasting flavors, and I think it's a fun way for people who are trying to target that belly fat because it's um, it comes within you know it's a liquid, and you just take it within let's say a tablespoon, and it comes in a tangerine flavor, which has won an international taste award. So it makes it kind of a fun way for people as opposed to you know taking just you know swallowing. A pill, it's actually something that they taste, and it kind of tastes sweet. So it makes people kind of feel that they're getting, you know, you know, potentially eating a little bit of something. So it makes, you know, I think adherence and people sticking to kind of this weight loss journey much more effective. If people want to be in touch with you, what do we do? Where do we go? Oh, my goodness. Um, you know, email. I have, you know, a face page that people can go to. They can go to, you know, University of Florida. And I've got, you know, um, 
a website there that people can see, and um, they can call me, email me, and I will respond um, if anybody has any types of questions for me. Awesome information. Thank you so much for being with us. And thank you so much for having me. I really enjoy talking with you. Thank you.